Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, and ladies, it's Caroline. And Kristen. Now, a couple of years ago, we published this fantastic series of pep talks that have been hidden behind a paywall. Well, until now. Now, we brought a handful of these fabulous pep talks out into the main feed at the end of 2021 and to help kick off the new year. And now we're bringing you the rest. Y'all are going to be getting three pep talks this week and three pep talks next week. And we hope that these will give y'all a little pep in your springtime step. The worst advice is definitely people who are like, I just know it'll work out for you. Or, or you know, saying, I know this is going to be the, t- the, the round that works for you. But they don't know. <laughs> And and so much of going through infertility treatments is like trying not to get your hopes up about stuff, but also secretly having your hopes up because you want to have your hopes up. And then you have all these people telling you that they just they just have a feeling that this time it's going to work. And it's like, no, it's not going to work. Hello, and welcome to the Unladylike Pep Talks album. I'm Kristen. I'm Caroline. Pep Talks are pick-me-ups for when patriarchy gets you down. Starring some of our favorite, most inspirational, hilarious, and brilliant unladies. And today, we are thrilled to have here Dory Shafrir, co-host of the Forever 35 podcast and Matt and Dory's excellent adventure to help us wade through fertility woes. And the inspiration for this pep talk actually came from an unladylike listener. Amy J. wrote in and said, I could use a pep talk for fertility treatments. After two and a half years of trying and a surgery for a benign tumor on my ovary and endometriosis, we're finally attempting some treatment. It's so difficult to stay positive and it's so easy to fall into negative thinking. Also, it's all really expensive, which is challenging. It's hard to throw all of your eggs, pun intended, though I don't think I have many healthy eggs, into this basket. Thank you to Amy for writing in, and we thought Dory would be perfect to offer Amy some insight and give us a pep talk on this because she has an entire podcast dedicated to infertility struggles. In Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, Dory and her husband chronicle the highs and lows of infertility and the whole IVF process in real time. And the thing is, I'm speaking as someone who will never get pregnant, will never have children, biological or otherwise. And so I know that it can be really easy to hear a topic like infertility or even like any type of pregnancy struggle and think like, well, what does that have to do with me? But the thing is that's so valuable about what Dory has to say today is the fact that we all, regardless of gender identity, right, have had experiences where we have felt maybe betrayed by our bodies. We've experienced pain that doctors don't understand. Um, We've experienced issues of just feeling like 
our bodies are out of our control. And, you know, Caroline, I was surprised to find myself tearing up a bit listening to Dury talk, not because um, I'm dealing with fertility issues or actively trying to get pregnant or anything like that, but because it really resonated with me on sort of the mental health level Mm. of that sense of wanting some aspect of stability so badly, but feeling like it's totally out of your immediate control to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And she talks a lot about, A, the impact of IVF on not just her, which is obviously like it's a very personal process, but also the impact on her relationship with her husband, Matt, right? because they are in this thing together. And <laughs> similarly, like whatever kind of maybe chronic illness, mental health issue, whatever your day-to-day kind of thing might be, it often affects not just you, but the people around you, too. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, so much of what shifts and shapes our relationships in general anyway comes down to hopes and dreams and also expectations. And, like, infertility, wanting to be pregnant but struggling with that, like, that is one huge expectation. It's not just, like, I expect that you'll help me do the dishes or I expect that you'll, you know, take out the trash or even be a more thoughtful partner in general. It's like... This is something that will literally affect the rest of your life and in plenty of cases mega affect your finances as well. So it's like layer of stress after layer of stress. But even through all of the emotional pain, physical discomfort and just like general nuisance that is like having to, you know, time out sex and get injections and all of the things that go along with IVF. Dory brings a particular kind of honest optimism to the whole conversation. So again, like regardless of your reproductive situation, I think that this is a conversation that everyone could benefit listening in. Okay, Kristen, so let's let Dory take it from here. And y'all be sure to hang around for her pep talk. I'm Dori Shafrir. I am based in Los Angeles, and I'm the host of Forever 35 and Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, which is a podcast I do with my husband about doing infertility treatments. I think the most unladylike thing about me, and I say this because the patriarchy has told me this is unladylike, but I... I kind of enjoy confrontation. Like I've been told, oh, you're so direct, which is like a man's way of saying you're making me uncomfortable (laughs) Um, because you're not like couching what you say in niceness, which is annoying that that is considered unladylike. I don't like seek out confrontation, but I don't shy away from it. And I like to think that it's served me well. This emailer's question really spoke to me because she writes that she'd been trying for two and a half years. She had surgery on her ovary. She had some endometriosis. And I didn't have the exact same issues that she did, but 
dealing with infertility is just this constant process of like, oh, we fixed the thing that we said was wrong, but now we found this other thing that's wrong and we have to fix that before we can move forward. And there's just always something else. At least that was how it felt to me. Um, And it took us two and a half years of doing infertility treatments to finally get pregnant. Relationship issues are one of the things that come up so often when you're going through infertility treatments. If you're doing them with a partner, you're going to be dealing with stuff that you had no idea that you would be dealing with. And in some ways, it's like, I'm not glad that we had to do infertility treatments, but it did kind of force us to confront issues that we wouldn't have had to deal with until much later and kind of work through them. And you will have to do that no matter what. And so I think that whether you end up in couples therapy or you start a podcast about doing you know infertility treatments or whatever, it's just so important to keep the lines of communication really open and to be really honest with each other about how you're feeling and for each person in the relationship to have empathy and understanding for what the other person is going through because it's a lot on both sides. So there was a light bulb moment for me with all our infertility treatments and it was actually at the lowest, I would say at my lowest point when it just seemed like nothing was going to go right when I finally was like, okay, nothing might go right. Like, so then what? Um, instead of this, like, well, maybe this is going to be the thing kind of thinking that I had had up until that point. And that was kind of a liberating feeling. The best advice I think is like, don't be afraid to take a break. Um, I think there's this feeling of like, if I skip a cycle, I'm going to miss my chance. And sometimes your body and your mind are just so exhausted in every way that you need to take some time to not be going through treatments. Like you're still going to be thinking about it, but at least you're not going to be going through it. Because when you're going through it, it just takes up so much time so much energy, so much brain space, and you have to just give yourself a break. The first thing I'm going to tell you about infertility treatments is something you probably don't want to hear, and that is they might not work. It's probably safe to say that most of us embark on this expensive, difficult, pretty horrific journey with the goal of having a child come out of it, but it actually wasn't until I really faced the fact that I might not end up with a baby that I was able to come to terms with just my sheer hopelessness and all of the shitty, horrible things that IVF brings. I had to really 
envision a life without this thing that I wanted so badly and figure out a way that I could be happy with that life. And for me, at least, it involved a lot of dogs. Um, There's something about just making peace with the quote-unquote worst-case scenario that I think is very helpful when dealing with something as rough as infertility. And kind of along those same lines, I would say that one of my absolute least favorite things when I was going through this was when people would tell me that they were so sure it would work or that, you know, this round's the one. That frustrated me to no end because I know that they were just trying to be encouraging and supportive, but those comments just made me feel like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I've been through. This is hell. I don't know if it's going to work. The other thing that really pissed me off was when people would tell me their, I called them miracle baby stories. They would tell me about some friend of theirs or a relative or, you know, someone they vaguely knew. Often it was like a third-hand story of someone who had done like five rounds of IVF. And just when she decided that, you know, she wasn't going to move forward, she and her partner just spontaneously got pregnant. And again, these people are well-meaning. They want to say these things that make to make you feel better. But these stories just really pissed me off because... <sighs> There's basically no chance that my husband and I could have a baby without scientific intervention. And so this is definitely one of those things that you will hear constantly when you tell people that you're going through infertility treatments. And I have found that the best response is to be totally honest with them because when I wasn't, it made me feel worse. When I just kind of smiled and tried to make them feel better about telling me this story to make me feel better, I felt worse. Um, But when I said, you know, thanks for that, but there's really no chance that that's going to happen for us and we need IVF to even hope to have a baby. And to really make them get that, that did make me feel better because it's not your job to make them feel better. So that was just something that I think a little strategy you can use to help you get through those awkward conversations. Uh, The other class of people that I would say have trouble understanding what you're going through often are well-meaning parents who don't always totally grasp the intricacies of IVF and infertility treatments. And again, all they hear are success stories, especially from famous people, and think, oh, these people are doing IVF, they'll get pregnant right away. That's all you have to do. And it can be really frustrating when you're dealing with parents, especially who want grandchildren um, and don't quite grasp the extent. So I don't mean for this to be discouraging. What I mean for this to be is to say you're not alone. There are so many people going through the exact same thing that you're going through. And day-to-day, it's going to be tough. And you kind of just have to try to get through it one day at a time. And also, like I said in the beginning, make peace with the idea that it might not work and try to visualize a life where it doesn't work. Because then if it does work, great. But if it doesn't, you kind of have a plan. And that was what ended up making me feel better when it seemed like nothing was ever going to work.
get your pad and paper, friends, because Dory has a lot of content that you can go check out. You can find both of her podcasts, Forever 35, and Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hear her on a previous episode of Unladylike. It's episode 123, Ask Unladylike, Late Bloomers with Forever 35. You can also pick up her memoir, Thanks for Waiting, The Joy and Weirdness of Being a Late Bloomer, which we highly recommend and is available at your local bookstore. Plus, she just started a new newsletter called Now We're Talking about the lived experiences of being a mom. Y'all can find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unladylike Media. You can also drop us a line at hello at unladylike.co. Plus, you can support Kristen and me directly by joining our Patreon. You'll get instant access to all of our ad-free bonus episodes, plus a new one every week. I mean everything from pop culture recaps to fabulous hidden history. Find it all over at patreon.com slash unladylikemedia. Nora Ritchie is the senior producer of Unladylike. Michelle O'Brien is our associate producer. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Shruti Marate transcribes our tape. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Mixing is by Jared O'Connell. Sound design and additional music is by Casey Holford and Andy Christens. Special thanks to Abigail Keel and Aaron Nestor, plus Casey Holford, who wrote original music for our pep talk series. And Nora Ritchie, Jenny Barish, and Joanna Kelly, who contributed vocals. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney, Daisy Rosario, and Unladylike Media. This podcast was created by your hosts, Caroline Irvin and Kristen Conger of Unladylike Media. And remember, need a little pep in your step? Get Unladylike. Hello, and welcome to to Caroline's Burp. (laughs) Stitcher.